Oh, praise the Lord and good morning to you and all that is yours this morning. Hallelujah. Such a great privilege to be back online again this week after a wonderful time with the Lord and His people in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Thank you for praying along with us. The testimony of God's amazing work among us is beyond words. The Lord stirred our hearts to go to the nation of Brazil to pray, to pray. He did not only stir our heart, He walked in us to generate the desire and the will to do His will. Indeed, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 is a powerful scripture. And it says, For it is God who works in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. You and I can do nothing except the Lord works it out in us. I mean, even to pray, we do not know how to. But the Spirit of God helps our infirmities with groanings which cannot be uttered. So God is amazingly gracious to us. We saw miracles of salvation. We saw miracles of deliverance from depression, from the oppression of the enemy. We saw restoration of hope. We saw healing, signs and wonders and impartation of spiritual gifts. It was amazing. I, I, I was excited seeing souls come to the Lord. It was exciting to see young people coming out to seek the face of the Lord and to be used mightily for the Lord. Friends, it is good to love the Lord. It is wonderful to yield to the leading of the Lord and to serve Him. Once again, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, For God is the one who works in us both the will, both the will, and to do of his good pleasure. We've been looking at the walking tool of God, or we call it God's walking tool in man. Or let me say, the word of God as God's walking tool in man. And we looked at the word of God as a hammer, as a refining tool, a reconstruction tool, a demolishing tool. We look at the word of God as fire, refining tool, you know, renewing tool, remodeling tool. And this morning, I want us to look at the word of God as a surgical tool, a cutting edge of the word of God. The word of God as a cutting tool. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Can cut in both ways, can cut in both directions, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen. The word of God as a cutting tool. When God wants to cut off some things in our lives, 
What does he say? He uses his word. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Ephesians chapter 6, it says, And taking with you the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God is powerful. The word of God can, can perform some surgical work of grace in your soul can separate you know sometimes by reason of 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 ignorance of sin of foolishness of our weaknesses we join our soul with certain things some their soul have been joined impacted connected to strange spirits strange flesh strange people and these things cannot be dealt with with just mere words of men if god wants to separate an ungodly yoke he sent his word when god wants to send that which we cut into two i know people who have been born again, but they still carry over certain influence of their past with them. And this is only possible because the word of God has not been applied as a cutting tool to cut things into pieces, to cut and separate. I mean, there are relationships that you must be separated from. When I talk to people and I hear people say, well, I don't know how to break free from that relationship. I am so addicted to that drug. I'm so addicted to that thing, that habit. Come on, my friend. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can separate. It can break asunder every affiliation, every affiliation godly inordinate affection the word of god can separate men from their past the word of god can separate a man who has been completely yoked yoked with the enemy the word the word of god the word of god is powerful it cuts with accuracy it cuts with divine precision every time you see the word of god is being preached you hear men saying our heart was burning oh yes oh yes when stephen was speaking the word of god it was like a, a sword piercing the heart of men piercing their heart breaking through cutting things off the cutting edge of the spirit is the word of God. It's sharper. It can cut in both ways. You cannot surrender yourself to the word of God and carry with you some ungodly patterns in your family. Can I tell you something? One of the ways to completely be free, be free, absolutely free, from every satanic generational curses and patterns and demonic influences is to surrender yourself to the cutting edge, the cutting edge of the spirit, which is the word of God. When the word of God is applied, when the word of God comes in the dimension of, of, of a sword, of a surgical instrument, is clinical, it does not miss. The accuracy is too high. The precision is too, is too much. And you know sometimes, many times, all the time, you cannot cling onto the new without being separated from the old. Old ways, 
old patterns. Some of us, is not even a sin. It's just an ideology, a mindset, a thought, some habits, some cultural things that have clinged on to you from your past, even as a child. I know many people who are struggling with their marriages because they have allowed a lot of things to cling onto their soul from their culture. It takes the word of God, it takes the scripture to break the influence of culture in your life. Oh yes, that envy, that jealousy. Do something about it now. Cut away that cancer, that association. You say, Pastor, I can't help it because all the girls love me. I've had a brother say that to me. He said, you know, Pastor, I, I, you know, I just keep falling and rising, you know, because the ladies, I'm the ladies' man. They just cling on to me. I don't know how to say no. <laughs> I said to the brother, you have not yet encountered the word. When you encounter the word of God, it will Cut some things out of your life where you surrender to him. You know, you know, the word of God does not intrude into our privacy. No, the word of God does not intrude. The word of God is so. Huh? He said, The word I speak unto you, they are spirit and their life. So God will not force his word on you. He will send his word. So his word comes as a messenger. The word of the Lord came to me same he won't say the word of the lord forced me and broke no you must yield and surrender to the supremacy of the word of god you must sign up you must sign up when god comes to you before he begins his work there must be an undertaking you must sign and say yes lord i choose to surrender Lord, perform a surgical operation in me. Let there be an extreme makeover such that when I leave this surgical table of the spirit, men will look at me and say, bro, you are different. People will look at me and say, there is something unique about you. The word has pierced through you. The word has gone into your soul and has highlighted those things, those contaminations and impurities that have clinged to your soul and the word of God has separated them. The affection you have for the world disappears. Your affection for this life disappears. You just find yourself walking in the light of the scripture. Every other thing is vanity. For then you can stand and say, vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. Why? Because the word of God, the word of God has performed his surgical work in you. May I conclude this morning with, the, with one of the most powerful functions of the word or expressions of the word. The word as a cleansing tool. Oh, there is a fountain. A cleansing tool. John chapter 15 verse 3. You are already clean. How? Because of the word which I have what? Spoken to you. My goodness. My goodness. Because of the word I have spoken to you. So the word has its cleansing power. As you sit under the word, you begin, you just find out that some things are just purged out of you. 
Some things are just cleansed out of you. You know, every time I sit under the word, listening to the word, the scriptures, hearing the word, through the preaching of the gospel, through the reading of scriptures, through personal meditation, it, 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 I experience it. It feels like I'm under the shower, just being cleansed regularly, regularly. So, so, so when you understand the word of God and its potentials, it will no longer be a burden unto you. No, it won't. When you know that going into the world is like taking yourself through the shower and allowing the word of God to cleanse you. He said, you are cleansed. How? Not because I lay hands on you. Not because, but because of the word I have spoken unto you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. He says, sanctify her, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. Washing with water through the word. Hallelujah. The word. It performs the work of cleansing, the work of refreshing. On this journey, we need to be refreshed from time to time. You just imagine flying for 12 hours and landing and just continue like that without taking your bath. Oh no, you need that refreshing power. You need the word of God to come to you like rain. You need the word of God to come to you to refresh, to cleanse, to renew, to rejuvenate, to reinvigorate, to realign. Oh, look at Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 1 and 2. He said, give here, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Verse 2, let my teaching, my doctrine, my word fall like rain. And let my speech settle like dew, like gentle rain on new grass, like showers on tender plant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God. It performs the work of cleansing, the work of sanctification, the work of purification, the work of refreshing. Oh, refreshing of the body, refreshing of the soul, and refreshing of the spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1, he said, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit filthiness so the flesh can be filthy and the spirit can be filthy yes these were believers these are corinthian brethren paul was not writing to the gen he was writing to believers let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and then we go on to perfecting holiness in the fear of God. May I conclude with this few notes? The extent to which you surrender yourself to the word of God will determine the rate at which God's word will work in you. Number two, your growth and spiritual maturity is dependent on the degree to which you allow the word of God to work in you. Oh yes, oh yes. May you surrender completely to the will of God. May you yield your heart totally to the counsel of God. May you be what God wants you to be. I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Amen and amen.